With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Hello, welcome to Premier League Daily. Premier League football is back on the agenda. No more pre-season, no more putting your feet up, no more summer holidays for the players. The football is back. We've had goals, we've had controversy, we've had VAR decisions, and we're here to talk about it all right here on Premier League Daily. I'm Niall McCorn. Alongside me in the studio today, we've got Adam Keyworth. Hello, Adam. Hello. We've got Joe McGraw. Hello, Joe. team. We've got Steve Shanyaski. Hello, Hello. Steve. Hello. And we're all going to talk about what's happened in the Premier League this weekend And why not subscribe to the show? All you need to do is hit subscribe, Premier League Daily, seven days a week. The only podcast that does that gives you the latest Premier League news and opinion straight into your inbox. So make sure you hit subscribe. Also, follow us on Twitter at The Sports Social. Get involved with the show. Plenty to talk about. We want to talk about Manchester United's return to the Premier League. Well, the Premier League season. What a start for Manchester United. 4-0 victory over Chelsea. But there may be some question marks over whether that may flatter to deceive. Oh, here we go. Couple of <laughs> fans in this when, when am I like, is everyone else like, Keyword, you get your stuff out of the way because no, I'm going to no. go in a minute. No. I'm going to no. go. Joe's no. ready so, to explode. So here's my strategy here. Let these two make fools of themselves. And we can bring it back up in six months. Do you so want to go? You two can go. Steve, do you, you want to go, go first or do you want me to go I'm first? I'm just going to sit back. Uh, we'll just go together. Right, here we go then. Listen, let me tell you this. So when the Premier <laughs> Nah, you show up now. When the Premier League weekend <laughs> fixtures got drawn, the whole of the world looked at that Chelsea United yes. picture as the biggest one. You can go to West Ham away. You can have Norwich at home. You can have Chelsea. You've got new manager. I've got new structure of the think club. Chelsea are? At Old Trafford, oh, back God. where we got beat by Cardiff only last season. We've Bearing made some key signings. Hey, listen, the end of the end of our season as well when De Gea couldn't save Pogba didn't want to be there you know everything yeah. was mounted on us yeah. and then there was a lot of pressure going into this game everyone was saying that if it's one defeat after one game then it will be a lot of pressure on Solskjaer and there'll be so much going into the rest of the season we need to set a benchmark what do we do we score four They're goals away. we win oh. four nil yeah. United with a wonderful <laughs> wonderful start to the Premier League season let's just get this right Rashford bagging two has to step up to the mark because Lukaku's gone okay and there's a lot of talk about him having to fill in that sort of 42 goals that we've missed by Lukaku. He's got two of them already <laughs> in the bag. 
done. Daniel James comes on. I think the kid's going to be wonderful for Manchester United. You know what he showed? Uh, if you actually watch the goal, he, he didn't actually hit the ball the first time. He had to scramble, but the kid didn't give up. The ball goes in the back of the net. <laughs> now let's start talking <laughs> about kicked, the fact. He did kick the let's down. Now let's start They're talking locked about the and loaded. They're locked, loaded, ready oh, to go. Joe's already on one. He's already started wheeling off How into the distance. How many goals did Chelsea score? That's right. <laughs> nothing. Joe McGrath, Steve Shanyaski, Manchester United supporters. Interesting dynamic in the studio. Nothing. With Adam Keyworth, who's a Manchester <laughs> City fan. We'll also be talking about City's 5-0 victory. The champions getting up and running with a 5-0 win over West Ham United. Raheem Sterling with a hat-trick. Liverpool, of course, runners-up by just one point last season. Turned over new boys Norwich in the Friday night fixture. And also, a couple of surprises. Uh, Brighton and Hove Albion winning by three goals to nil. We'll be talking about that, as well as Bournemouth and Sheffield United's draw in the Premier League. But let's start with Manchester United. We've basically gone down that route already. It's Joe, Five minutes since uh, the end of the final whistle. Yes. If and that, if that. Ollie, Ollie and Lampard shook hands in a sort of <laughs> "Hey, well done, okay. mate." <laughs> How are we in these jobs? Yeah. The score was four nil wow. to Manchester United. Wow! Do you be know, honest. Be honest with me, Steve. Yes. Are you surprised? Not in a million. <laughs> you are not lying, in a million. Robin. No, wait, wait, wait. No, no wait. No, let me finish my I sentence. I agree with him. Let me finish my sentence. Not in a million years did I think that was going to be the result. <laughs> I'll be brutally honest. That's why I've got like goose goosebumps still now because I didn't expect that whatsoever. We looked terrifying on the break. You get a corner at our box, it's almost you're almost guaranteed to concede from it. That's how good we are at the moment. Che- Chelsea starting 11 was like mid-table fodder. Sure, right. Listen, easy, to get, easy to get blinkered. First game of the fact. season. Yeah. Do you know what? This might be the best thing that could have happened. Because False now, dawn. Yeah. Because now United <laughs> are going to go into that Wolves game going, here we go. No, Wolves finish below no, Chelsea. Okay, okay. Here's, no, a, here's a question, Joe. Did United deserve to win that game? Of course he did. By country yes. mile. Yes. They filled in the gaps that has been just... I mean, let's just talk about the defence. We go from uh, David De Gea wearing the captain's armband for United. I think that's the right decision. don't know why even Oli has suggested that Ashley he- Young will be our captain this season. Shocking for me. Uh, the first poor thing he's done, uh, Oli, <laughs> as a manager this season, is actually come out and say... Ashley Young will wear the captain's armband when he comes on. I don't want that man anywhere near the pitch, right, for for one. Oh, you so, hate him that bad? Yeah, if, if he comes on, I don't even know why we've gone and stooped that low to bring Ashley Young back on. Never Poor mind, captain. give him the captain's he armband. He needs them two flotation armbands, one on yeah, each arm. Yeah, he does, for, for his diving. <laughs> uh, right, and then, and then you've got uh, David De Gea, captain, uh, perfect. And then you look at our back yeah. four, the back four that we think is going to be a solid back four. Lindelof and Maguire, let's just talk about how cool they were what? in the whole... Of the game. So we've all watched this game, Manchester yeah. United versus Chelsea. We watched it live. Maguire, out of the, all the debutants, Wambisaka, Daniel James came off the bench and scored a goal for Manchester yeah. United. Maguire, for me, and I think Adam's probably in agreement yeah. here, yeah. was was the most he was of the standout match. of the, of it, the yeah. new players. Isn't it yeah. weird? So that I'm not even trying to fire a shot here. Harry Maguire got man of the match in a 4 0 win, which yeah. is really weird. But if you think about but it, but does that, does that not odd. suggest that Chelsea actually played very che- good football? Chelsea were good for about forty minutes, I thought, and then they, to- they totally forgot what a football was. The defenders, Zuma and Christensen, Zuma didn't and have a great Aspilicueta game. right back, Zuma did not have tragic. a great game. I tell you what, they're really bad. So, so but, this is all Chelsea are bad. But, but let's go back to Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire was very, very good. Let's yeah. go back to the whole defense. He's, mate. he's filled a hole. Wambisaka, I thought. Wambisaka, I think, is a weird one. He's really, really good as a defensive fullback. That's a weird thing to say because fullbacks now you expect that they're flying. Well, it depends attacking on which one you spend on wingers. them, mate. Whoa. 
<laughs> oh, you've, you've just broken the, the world record, haven't you? <laughs> what do you mean? For, for a centre half. Oh, yeah, well, not for a fullback, mate. You take, well, keep tallying that up. I think he's better than any of your fullbacks. Wow. Wambasaka, also as well. Huge. You've got to see his tackling is is just a step beyond what he, we've had in the he, past. His nickname is Spider, yeah. and they call him Spider for a reason. It feels like he's got eight legs. He's always sticking a leg out and winning he, the ball. He nearly can. He nearly was at fault for an equaliser. If Emerson could yeah, have kicked the ball, my auntie had it. She'd be me. Well, so at half time, Steve, it could have been two one because Chelsea hit the post with Abraham early doors. Emerson, Emerson. hit the post as Adam just referred to. So yeah, but I'm, not not only that. Now in reality, if you go back to ten about ten minutes in. They fired two balls across the across the the goal mouth. That no, had the guy been two millimeters closer to the ball, that would have been one nil. Mm. And you tell, and we looked, we looked a little bit shaky at the top. We really did. I know it's all now ninety minutes later. It's just you know we absolutely tonked him in the end. But at that point, it didn't look that great. Now what I will say is about Wambazaka, he. Um, he just found that escape pass. They all did. The whole back four, every single time, they found an escape pass. I, I think fans were cheering. It, it looked, the back four, after about 20 minutes, suddenly just clicked into place and they looked rock solid to me. I think can they'll I, get find, found out against better teams. Well, can I ask about the atmosphere at Old Trafford, Joe? Because with Ashley Young in that team, and on social media, we've seen a lot of flack directed towards Ashley Young and mm. people perhaps worried about him being in the starting eleven. Do United fans feel more comfortable with someone like Wan-Bissaka in that right-back position. Because even though he's not played for Manchester United before, it was his debut, and he's only played one full season for Crystal Palace before this, let's be honest, do United fans feel more comfortable having someone like Wan-Bissaka, who had such a good season last year, in their defence, than someone like Young, who is extremely experienced? Dude, what, extremely experienced? Oh, do you he's know what I mean? I'm extremely experienced at eating. I'm not going to be a chef at eating a restaurant. I'm saying, is there a experience? I'm not more... about experience. I just think that one, the one positive I first saw straight away was there was no Smalling or Jones even in the, start, in the starting squad. They were nowhere to be seen. God for that. They are not good enough for Manchester United. And Twan that is promoted to the young. bench. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Young being no winning the squad, I just think it's because not only, I think, has his day gone, there were certain times of the season that he made critical mistakes that led to goals. And what we don't need to do against Chelsea at home is give away sloppy goals. And that is what the stability of wan even though he's not played for United in the Premier League game yet, that's what he brought. He, he actually looked cool and calm on the yeah, ball yeah. in front of an Old Trafford crowd. Did, is that what I'm saying? Did, did the, the Old Trafford crowd feel more relaxed? When the, ball goes, when the ball goes to Ashley Young, you're thinking, oh no, something might happen here. When it goes to wan you feel more comfortable that he's going to be able to deal with it. Also as well, the ease of how we pass the ball around in our own box as well. When David yeah. De Gea was on the ball last season and he was looking up, my God, can you imagine... He must have had nightmares about looking up in that old Trafford box scene, Phil Jones and Chris Mullen in front of him. Yeah. And then, oh, Ashley Young's on the side. Oh, and then now and again, yeah. Valencia might be there. Thank God that them four have just hopefully will disappear. When he looked up today, he's got Lindelof, the Iceman. He knows he can take the ball and carry it on. Maguire as well, cool on the ball. And Wambasaka, who they must have tried out in training and obviously in the preseason. He was calm and collected. So when we did start playing out for the back, which we did quite a lot in this game, yeah, just yeah, because yeah. Chelsea pushed us all the way to like the back. I say about finding that escape pass. It was I was often, just getting out. if that was last season, out. be bricking it. This season, I was actually right. All right, let's find the passes. Let's get out of this situation. Didn't enjoy myself, but let's get out of this situation. <laughs> let's get the ball to McTominay. Let's get the ball to Pogba and let's push forward. Wait, hypothetical question. Oh, Will Chelsea finish in the top seven? No. No, they're not going to be anywhere near the top seven. Like today, um, I reckon no. this is a really, really good result for United, right? But I think you'll look back on it in six months and go, yeah, they're terrible. 
They're, they're not going to win many games playing like that. The first, the first half, they had a few chances. Second half, those two goals for the second and the third in one minute or whatever yeah. it was, they got torn to shreds. Every time we were on the break, we yeah. just looked like Zuma and Christensen, very high chance of scoring. Well, as Piliqueta's playing right back, we, we were discussing before we watched it, he was playing as a, a right centre back in a three under mm. Conte when when he I think did he won that I think he won their player of the season that yeah. year and he was like defender yeah, of the season Moses and, and Alonso on the yeah. overlap either side. and um, I think he was he, he kind of did so well because he was in a three now he's playing right back he's been booted out of centre half because he's not good enough and yeah. he's probably not tall enough to be a centre half but. I think he was poor. I thought Zuma really? was so poor at centre half. <laughs> that, pe- that penalty, a got, clumsy penalty, he gave away, and numerous fouls he gave away. He, he got booked rightly so. I mean, Zuma, considering yeah. Everton missed out on him and they really wanted to sign him after a good season last year on loan at Goodison Park. Rabbit in the headlights at times. Just well, didn't look comfortable. I, I think so. To summarise my like totally unpopular opinion on this, really, really good result for United in the first weekend. No one saw four nil. I don't think anyone who's who's real. But I think you'll look back on it in six months and go, yeah, they're bad. They're really, really bad. And Carlo Canti had a fantastic, uh, had a terrible season last year because yeah. Asari playing him out of the position. Yeah. He's, uh, he looks, Canti he looks, looked great when he came on. But yeah, I he, love that guy. He's a great player. But even at the end of the game, the, 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 the world's nicest gentleman, he Agreed. was scything players at the end. Yeah, he, was he was frustrated. Yeah, 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 they all look frustrated. Big time. Thought... And if that's t- the manager doing if that. If Tammy Abraham scores that first goal, I thought that would have been like a classic game where it was going to be a 3-2 yeah. or one yeah, of them. Yeah, that's true. It looked like there was goals and then I just think Chelsea had those chances then got really wound up. I think they were just winding themselves up and then when he scored the second, the two centre-halves split mm. and you scored again after about three seconds. Okay, so. here's one for you then. Oh, Manchester yeah. City beat Chelsea 6-0 last season. With Hazard. With Eden Hazard in the team. Mm-hmm. And a real-life team. Manchester United have just beaten uh, Chelsea 4-0 yeah. without Eden Hazard, with a weakened team. I think... Is this, gonna, is this United flattering to deceive? We should give them credit. Rashford's third goal was exceptional. Yeah, Straight did. after the second goal, the ball over the top from Pogba was exquisite, the touchdown was immaculate, and the finish was perfect from Rashford. Yeah. That third goal was exceptional. I, I'm just saying, do you think maybe that United fans are going to get carried away? It's a great start to the season. Do we sound like we're getting carried away? <laughs> of, of course, of course, fans are going to get carried away because of what they were like last season. And it's Chelsea. We were, we were stagnant. As poor as Chelsea we were, it's still Chelsea being 4-0. We looked terrifying yeah. on the break. Today, we looked terrifying on the break. And yeah. that is a United squad of old. I, and I, that is why the fans are going to get absolutely... We've just beaten Chelsea. You know, we've got such a history with them. We took Mourinho, yeah, yeah, we got yeah. rid of him. You know, Lampard's turned, rocked up as the new manager. He's come from, done so well at Derby. Here he goes. Absolutely, <laughs> mate. Get a, let me just I, take me leather glove off and slap you around the face. I, I think that the, the, See the, you later, the weekend, baby. The opening weekend is, is almost all about getting carried away, I think. Yeah. Like, if you can't, because it's the only time you can. You haven't played any other games, so you think, yep. If the whole season goes like this, we're in business. But you lot are, uh, get, you lot are getting carried away, City. No, no. Well, have you seen the video of uh, the Liverpool fans singing Liverpool, Liverpool, top of the league, <laughs> just stay here all season? The, I think, I think the my third Twitter now, automatically yeah, blocks any the, of that. To the be third now. <laughs> it's, somehow. Well, it's all about, uh, and you mentioned the 6-0 last year, and I, I said to you before the show, that's the best I've ever seen City play. Hmm. We, we could have won, won 15-0 that day, easily, but this this game was really weird. 
It was a really weird game to watch, almost as a neutral. I wasn't really bothered who was going to win because neither are going to challenge for the title. If we're honest, come on, let's be real. United are not challenging for the title this year. But top top four would be a really, really good, a good bit of progress for likewise for Chelsea. Oh, if if Chelsea finish in the top four, I will insert forfeit here. There is (laughs) absolutely no chance if they finish top six, they've done well. Yeah, I agree. I'd Especially agree. with the Champions I think, League. I think uh, we're all in agreement here, but there's plenty of football still to talk yeah. about. So Manchester United 4, Chelsea nil was probably not the result that everyone expected this weekend, but certainly an entertaining game. We spoke about Liverpool just then. Let's go on to Liverpool. Friday night, a 4-1 victory at Anfield over Norwich, the Premier League curtain raiser. Norwich managed to score a goal, which I was surprised at. I had Salah in my fantasy team, Adam as captain. Nice few points scooped up there. Um, what are we making of that? Is it oh, no, is it normal service resume for opening, the Well, opening goal of the Premier League was an own goal. Remember that. And the second day, the opening goal of that day was an own goal. Yeah. So I don't know. Had that not happened, who knows? Norwich, uh, Norwich was sticking it to him a little bit, you know. And they're not, they and they didn't roll over, did they, Norwich? I'm, I'm expecting them to go straight back down. So they didn't look quite like that. And... And Liverpool didn't quite at times no look like they knew how to deal with I'll, it. I'll I'll put my neck out here. Yeah, Liverpool look extremely shaky. Okay, it's the only, only the first game. Yeah, we're allowed to say it now. Playing not in the in the community. <laughs> how shield, many unpopular opinions are you going to have this episode? I, I think <laughs> there's out. more to come. But in in the community shield in the first half where City actually played, um, they look really weird at the back. And I keep hearing off Liverpool fans that Joe Gomez is like the next Van Dijk against Norwich. Timu Puki, who, if he walked down Market Street in Manchester now, nobody would know who he no, was. Very good footballer. He was giving him the toughest time like imaginable. They look really... And that, that is a surprise, because last year they had the best defensive record, most clean sheets, conceded the least goals. Fewest goals, I get shouted out otherwise. Um, they looked rocky. Yeah. And the fact that mm-hmm. Norwich got in behind them a few times, that, uh, what's the midfielder called? It's steep. No, it's not Steepman. The other one. Uh, the one who put the ball over the bar about four times. Yeah, yeah, he he was shocked. He, he kept getting in. <laughs> he did and then keep getting in. Kept putting the ball over the bar. But if Liverpool had have played a better team, that that could have been a disaster for yeah, them. And four yeah. one against Norwich home game. I think we all would yeah. have said Liverpool were going to score four goals. Yeah. That's that's not a surprise. Firstly, I think Liverpool were surprised that Norwich didn't roll over. Correct. Secondly. Yeah. What it's done is it's enlightened every manager, every strategist in the, in the Premier League to see how you can take it and stick yeah. it to Liverpool straight away off the bat. Palace did it last You're year. Right. Yeah, yeah. When, when yeah, Palace... They've, they've opened themselves up. Yeah. They've unlocked. They've shown the code a little you bit. You will learn a lot from that game. You yeah, will definitely. learn a lot from how Norwich had a, had a go. You feel sorry for Norwich in a way. You know, <laughs> yeah. You're coming up yeah. a team who's just won the Champions League. You know how they love to... You know, I was going to say something. Really Such there. a tough start. But, yeah, <laughs> but you know, they love everything. Liverpool over the top, and and then for them to get that first goal, which was a bit devastating, coming yeah. off an own goal. It was a bit there. late yeah. because I, yeah. if if they'd have got that two 0 down, there could have been a bit of a game there. They could have because yeah. they, it, Wendia, thanks to Niall for finding that out, looked really good. He seems to be in everyone's fantasy team. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he was really good, and I just thought that, yeah, if that was another team, Liverpool could have got done on Friday night, and. They'll they'll come out of that. They obviously look a little bit rusty because as Klopp always moans about preseason and blah blah blah, yeah. and they've got to go and play the Super Cup in the next week or so. Is it this week? Yeah, I think it's midweek Wednesday. Chelsea against yeah. Liverpool in the in the UEFA Super Cup. Okay. They've got to go and play that. That will be an interesting game. Yeah, they've got, it's, it's who? I mean, who's Klopp going to play? Who's I a hundred percent imagine that Chelsea will just put out a B team and just yeah. roll over. 
because yeah. there's absolutely no reason for them to go and try and win that. Not when they've just been beaten 4 0. Yeah, they've got bigger things to think about, I think. Yeah, well, especially after losing 4 0 to United. So, I mean, that's obviously well, something they yeah. get. If we're talking about getting carried away, I'll allow you to and all the United fans listening to get carried away beating Chelsea 4 0. The Liverpool fans getting carried away being top of the league on Friday when nobody else has played. <laughs> and beating Norwich. <laughs> and having beaten team. Norwich Expected to go one <laughs> is nonsense. They're, they're not allowed to get carried away at that because they were never, ever, ever, ever going to lose the game. They were never not going to win it. And they conceded. And this is a team who did not concede many goals. Mm. But like Joe said, if you, if you throw everything at Liverpool, like Palace did last year, Palace lost, was it 4-3? In the end, in that game, oh, yeah, they yeah. attacked Liverpool and Liverpool fell apart because yeah. teams are terrified of having a go. I think they're going to regret not spending in the summer. Correct. I think yeah. January will be a January will be panic buying time for Liverpool. Yeah. And that will just be it, too little. Up, just it, two signings for Liverpool this summer. Set Vandenberg, 17-year-old Dutch defender, Who? and Harvey Elliott from Fulham. And Adrian. Made his debut 16 years yeah. And 30 days old and of course as you say Adrian who's who, going to be in net like for six or eight weeks with Alisson injured oh, with, crazy, with a calf injury looks yeah. like he's going well, to be the new keeper so I spoke to a Liverpool fan I know sorry um, about Liverpool not spending any money and and they agreed that their squad depth isn't that it's not that great it, even Origi had to come in for Mane because Mane mm. wasn't fully fit and Origi scores important goals but you don't want him playing left wing for you in that in that front three, if any of that front front three get injured, I don't want them to. I'm not I'm not going to stoop to Liverpool echo levels of uh, <laughs> trying to get players injured. If any of that front three get injured for more than a couple of weeks, it's the old strength in depth, isn't it? It's the yeah, old strength in depth. You're they referring. they've done exactly what City did in about 2014, where we won the league for the second time and we signed nobody, mm. and we got absolutely punished for for two or three years because we stood still. That team's young. It's a very good team. They'll still be top two, top three. But I think with City making some signings, Spurs making some very, very good signings, you, I think if they're getting nowhere near one point off City. You don't want to be relying on that mid-season transfer no, window because they no. come, they come, everyone comes with that up sticker on the back, yeah. up's barcode. And, and, <laughs> There's yeah. always something weird about them. It's, it's, you know, they've it's either like, fell out with the club or they've yeah. done something bad. And you know, like when, <laughs> you get, panic. when you get an Uber on a Saturday night at a certain <laughs> time and the fare's 1.5 times, yeah. you know that yeah, when yeah. the club needs a player... <laughs> yeah, and he's got a review it's, it's level like, of like 4.1. Two times the fare. It's exactly, <laughs> yeah. his, Uber, his Uber rating's not particularly good. Anyway, Adam mentioned that. Timo Puki, the striker for Norwich. I also want to talk about the championship strikers that have come up and made the step up to the Premier League because Billy Sharp has made the step up for Sheffield United and he scored. Hero. Uh, Neil Morpay's made the step up from Brentford. He's signed for Brighton and he scored. We've spoken loads on Premier League Daily over the last two weeks about signing strikers from either other divisions Mm. or the championship and asking whether they can make the step up. Now, scoring in your first game as a championship striker who's made a move to a Premier League club is a huge confidence booster. And both Sharp and Morpé and also Pookie will feel that. And even John McGinn, I know he's not a striker, but he's one of those that's come up with a really good record. Everyone thinks he's really good. Fast and Villa. Yeah, 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 for Villa. Um, I think now is the best time to come up as a a championship striker. And that sounds really weird. Teams are signing players from far afield, almost gambling, Newcastle have gambled a lot of money on Joe Linton. Uh, Aston Villa even on that Wesley. Wesley. Um, mm-hmm. th- the gambles. City used to do it. Karadi, Bianchi, Samaras. You're guessing. Yeah. <laughs> You're guessing on players who've scored a lot of goals in leagues that are totally different. If well, you... I mean, a, a good example I like to use is the guy who used to play for Sunderland. Which one? 
G- um, uh, Dutch fella. Uh, no, Josie Altidore. Oh, oh Altidore. Josie, Al- Josie Altidore. Altidore scored 50 and 80 in the Dutch well, league. Went same with Samaras. Scored 1 and 40. Same with Samaras, and he didn't it's have just... any feet. It's. I think now, if if you're a team who's in that bottom half and you're looking for a striker, you want the likes of Mope, Sharp. Glenn Murray was the one that I think sparked this back mm. in. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Murray came in, scored loads of goals. Ashley Barnes scored two yesterday. Still scoring, yeah. Still scoring goals. Mope, for me, is the one. He looks like a proper, proper striker. I think um, Billy Sharp, he's, he's one of them where he's he's obviously a hero in what he's done. He's scored in every division. He's he's a bit like Vardy in the way that he's come up and he's he's got that fairy tale story. I think most goals in the 21st yeah. century yeah. in the football Mo, league. Mope looks like a, a player who I, I think will be a bigger club in the not, not so uh, far away future. Well, Watford got to the FA Cup <laughs> final and although they got spanked by City... Yeah. They ended up getting spanked 3 0 by Brighton. On All Saturday. on the break. All on the break as well. But they lost 3 0. I mean and that, that that was a that was a bit of a turn up yeah. for the books, Steve, wasn't it? Graham yeah. Potter. I did think I did think Watford Watford were gonna be one of them teams that sort of might end up like eighth, ninth mm. in the league. They just you know, they can be a, a bit of a bogey. They played team. good football last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was watching uh, is it the BT sport show thing that's like the Sky oh, Sports yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, Karen Car- <laughs> Karen Carney was watching it a first game. And it kept going back to her, obviously, because it was um, it was a game that there was loads of chances. And every time it went back to her, she said, another goal out of nothing hmm. for Brighton. Watford have been all over them. But by all accounts, the Watford fans are a little bit, they're getting a little bit on the manager's back again. And we know what Watford are like. They sat managers every yeah, week. Every right. They got to the FA Cup final, albeit they got spanked. That's, it was a great achievement for them to get there. They, they did really well. Missed out on Europe? Yeah, missed out on Europe just. They, they were really good last season, but they're another team for me. Obviously, different level to Liverpool who stood still. That must... I mean, we talk about players' mentality and it's a lot of the game. That defeat must have hurt. Like, you go to Watford, yeah. your family yeah. will be there watching you. You'll have all the fans there as well. And you know this is probably one of Watford's biggest games in, yeah. in decades. And you get absolutely spanked. Yeah. What's pre-season like? Uh, what is it like I mean, to work together the, again? This is the thing. You look on the, the Sports Social Twitter account. You can follow us at the Sports Social. Good plug. Nearly all of us have tipped Brighton to go down this season. Mm. Yeah. I they've just turned just Watford over three. <coughs> well, you haven't, obviously. I haven't because uh, <laughs> Viva Graham Potter, because I went to see Ostersunds play Hertha Berlin at the Olympic Stadium. Oh, I just missed out on tickets. And, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I went to see them in the Olympic past. Stadium with about 3,000 Hertha Berlin fans. And I really like Graham Potter because of that, like that game. They play really, really good football, his teams. And obviously Brighton weren't expected to go and win 3-0 at Watford, but... I think everyone sent them down too soon. They've made a couple of really good signings. Aaron Moy going there. Well, it's funny because he signed a new day. contract at Huddersfield. He's gone and on loan to Brighton. Yeah, so it's, it's an odd one. They want to keep holding. Do you not think though, like Watford have got maybe that first game of the season maybe. thing? And you like know, Joe, like we're saying, yeah. like they've got yeah. they've got such a bad memory yeah. at the end of the season well, and that 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 FA Cup couldn't have gone any you. the final couldn't have gone any worse for them. Yeah. Obviously, sitting in the city end, it was great, but they had a chance in the first ten minutes. Yeah. Where Edison come out and just about got there. If they score that, it's a different game. And they're looking back going, God, if we'd have scored that goal, we're not getting beat 6-0. <clears throat> Do you know Probably the, 6-1. You but... think about them chances and stuff like that. If I was watching the Arsenal game today and you say, oh, oh Newcastle, Newcastle hit the post. But the reason they hit the post was he, bla- he had to blast it from yeah, outside yeah. the box because that was the closest they were going to get. 
you know, there's a team that really looked like they might end up going down. That, that's a game that I don't Again, even want to discuss because it was. I've saw I've saw both games this Awful. afternoon. Oh, highlight! I saw I saw a few clips of Leicester versus Wolves, which yeah. finished goalless, Bad. and yeah. there was a goal was scored by Dendonka, which was disallowed for VR. We'll come mm-hmm. on to that in the second part of the podcast. But Arsenal, Abamyang scored their goal. Good for fantasy football players. Um, Arsenal got the win away from home. They've been shocking away from home the last two seasons. I think everyone knows that. Um, Newcastle United. I said about Brighton, everyone tipping them to go down. Everyone's got Newcastle go down. See, see, Newcastle in spells played all right, but I don't think you can take anything from that game because it was woeful. Yeah, that was was. really bad to watch. Is that just a moment of quality? It wasn't a great. It was a poor back. It was a poor pass out wide from from Dummy. It was intercepted by Maitland Niles, clipped over the top. Aubameyang, not the greatest first touch, but he got enough on it and he put it past the goalkeeper. It was one nil, and it was just one of those games where the team with the better quality won the game. Nothing seemed to click. Do you know what they said? There's going to be a mass walkout. I just walked out because of how poor it was. Well, did you see how many people didn't turn up? There was about two thousand. You got to give Newcastle fans that for credit because they they will no matter what sport club. Just, I think Newcastle fans are, are fucking yeah, brilliant. I yeah. tell you what, just you wait till my unpopular opinion. But we'll save that, <laughs> we'll save that till later. after the break. When a bang Yang was one on one with the keeper and he and he hit the ball, it looked like you know when you play FIFA and it just for some reason just goes just through stopped. the keeper, yeah. <laughs> regardless of their, him being rendered and actually existing in real life. It was just like that. It was like it was a poor shot. I I really it like Abang Yang. Just. Z- Passed the description is poke. Uh, I said that we would have just poked it past oh, the Bring keeper. back the topo. <laughs> we weren't going to discuss this game, but we probably should now. We're, we're there. Arsenal left all the new signings on the bench. Yeah, crazy. Started left- with Willock, who obviously a brilliant Third ever Premier League star. A brilliant young player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reese Nelson, who had a great year on loan. Again, brilliant young player. They left <laughs> Lacazette on the bench, who was their player of the year. Well, he's had an ankle injury. Emery's left okay, his fine. powder dry, hasn't he, Joe? He left his powder yeah, dry. There was yeah. firepower on the bench. That's not exciting, is it? Uh, no, it's not exciting. I thought the first game you'd have a bit, a bit of yeah, something about yeah. it. But maybe Especially you're saving you're it. Arsenal maybe fans. You're Arsenal fans travelling from North London to Newcastle. It's, it's if mine. he didn't get the win, it would have been shocking. Yeah, that. exactly. It would have been yeah. shocking. He's good that he's got the win. I just got to bring back to you obviously talk about the Newcastle keeper having a shocker can we just bring it back to the City final goal um, Sterling yeah. the West Ham goalkeeper what you want about did you see when he died like, Fabianski Fabianski you know dived one way you know why, why? triple captain on fantasy he had Sterling <laughs> he had Sterling tell you what why not talk about Manchester City versus West Ham after the break we'll also talk about VAR we'll oh. also have some unpopular opinions which I'm very excited to hear about what the lads in the studio have to say Adam's probably got about six or seven by the looks of I've already given enough <laughs> look by the look on his face anyway you're listening to Premier League Daily I'm Niall we've got Adam, Joe and Steve in the studio with us make sure you follow us on twitter at the sports social and you're already a weekend behind but if you fancy joining our fantasy league it's the official premier league fantasy football game ajr338 is the code and if you beat me you you're doing all right because i'm terrible so, <laughs> so that's the that's the way it goes anyway thanks for listening to premier league daily don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you after this premier league daily from sports social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Welcome back to Premier League Daily, the only seven-day-a-week Premier League podcast where you can find the latest news, views, opinion and analysis on the greatest football league in the world. I'm Niall McCorn alongside me in the studio today where we'll be reviewing all of the action that's happened over the weekend. got Adam Keyworth, we've got Joe McGrath and we've got Steve Shanyaski. Oh. And we're going to talk about the champions. 
Manchester City. Back to back, baby. Some West Ham fans who, of course, played against Manchester City on Saturday would have said the best time to play against City is the first game of the season where there's no momentum and they're just going straight into it, maybe slightly cold without any sort of form. Joe, they got spanked 5 0. They got absolutely yeah. spanked. And do you know what? It was a crazy game. Um, at the start, it was a bit interesting to see how City settled into the game. They just settled into <laughs> it. They, they looked like they were on holiday for they the first did. 10 minutes. Yeah. I don't think they thought it was an actual competitive game until 20 minutes in. And then it was just all City from there. West Ham, in spells, tried the best. I don't think they really gave it to City as much as they could, just because they didn't have the quality. Um, I don't really know what a good attacking lineup would do against City's defence yet, because we haven't seen that. West Ham's attack looked a bit poor. Um, and then you look at the players who really shone for City. Kevin De Bruyne, Sterling, uh, even Jesus come starting for City, which, which obviously I'll, I'll bring on to Adam later oh, on. I was yeah. fuming Bernardo didn't start. I, I was my, fuming as well. I had him in my fantasy team. Well, my and fantasy this is why team had Jesus didn't start. Up top. This is my question here. If Manchester City can win five, I know it's only against West Ham, although they've strengthened pretty well this summer. They've got some really, I mean, Pablo Fornells looked like a really good so, signing for West Ham. If they can win 5 0 without Bernardo Silva even getting on the pitch. Mm. Aguero was on the bench for the first four goals. Jose Three Mourinho goals. said on Sky Sports earlier on Sunday Here we go. that Manchester City's B team would finish, would finish fourth yeah. in the Premier League this season. The bench. So I mean um, that's scary. Last this is from memory. Team. Well, yeah, you can. Um, you you lot just spend money and just waste it. Oh, um, oh, hang on. Uh, Bench was, be. and I'm not. I, I, I might be wrong. Yeah, it was Bravo. Otamendi. I love how Steve's rising above this. He's not. Just, he's not uh, making any. I'm trying to hide behind the microphone. <laughs> just waiting for him. Cancelo, Otamendi. Aguero, Bernardo. The bench was ridiculous, but the game was a bit weird. First twenty minutes. West, let's let's put it this way: West Ham are going to do quite well this year. They're going to beat teams around them and below them. They're going to beat them. They're European contenders, aren't they? And they're, they're maybe European like ninth, eighth, that kind of region. With because I think that Wolves, Leicester, Everton might just be a little bit above them. Pellegrini's bought some great players. Fornals, Sebastian Haller looks like a decent yes. striker, but West Ham have got that curse where they can't buy a good one. But he made a a fool of himself in the build-up and a bit of a fool of the whole team. And this is not what you want to be saying the night before your first ever Premier League game. I'm quoting this, so if, if I do a swear word, I'm sorry, Mum. This is a quote. What a shit game to start with. I go there for a lot of money and now the first game, City. Why? There are better games to build your confidence. Hopefully I will touch the ball. We will see. You don't want that, dear. <laughs> no, you oh, bizarre don't attitude. You I mean, don't how, want that. How's that even come out into the press? If he was a comedian, he'd go out and you know he's yeah, dying yeah. on his ass yeah. that but, night. But I he's thought, at the Glasgow Junglers, he's going to die on his ass. The difference is, Steve, he can't, he, <laughs> yeah. the difference is he can't get leathered before his job. <laughs> yeah. no, but he, he actually looked quite good on the ball. They, they've got a team that are good. But we, I was a little bit... I'm a pessimist. I always have been. And before the game, I thought... Tell you what, we we look a little bit slow in preseason. We haven't had the greatest preseason. Tell you what, we we sat back with a cigar in the second half. Does that show the difference, like, Joe, between yeah. the top teams in the league and those that are fighting for the Europa League spots? The top because, teams because are... West Ham are going to be fighting for Europa League this season. I don't think there's any question with the additions they've made. That's their aim. Manchester City are obviously going to be <laughs> fighting for the title. They've they've lost five nil. Yeah, it always is a, a, a nice place for City to go play football. I think the last couple of times <laughs> we've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West Ham have been with him, boys. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've scored 20, 22% of the goals they've conceded, we've scored. 
Crikey. <laughs> That's terrifying. Is it, is it making a little stance of how the Premier League is going to go? I'll be interested to see when it comes up. Uh, your first test, who's your first big test? We've got Spurs next week. Spurs next week, Spurs will win. That would be That's a huge wild. game. That. No, so what is the thing about Pellegrini's comments? I didn't like Guardiola's team. Uh, they played against us. City used tactical fouls to stop us. It's not correct way to play football. That's a very interesting point you make yeah. because Pe- Pellegrini there against like his it. old club, and he, would, he, would, he didn't like nice it. He's, he's making out that Manchester City were a dirty team. He, we are. And do you know what? We've it, signed, and again, I don't don't like swearing on these, like these things. Tactical we've fan, we've yeah. signed a bastard in Rodri. <laughs> a fucking and shit do you know, house. Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? We, we We're haven't not on live radio one. anymore. We, yeah, hey, it, we've, we've never had one. <laughs> Fernandinho is king of tactical fouls. Rodri is a bastard. And we've needed one for years and years and years. A bit like when he's obviously... Well, you very... one last year. So you think Rodri's going to help you win the Champions League? He's going to take us further, yeah. Because he's he the replacement. Further. He's the replacement for Fernandinho. Honestly, yeah. So when, so when, uh, honestly, he's, when he's I, I still think Fernandinho is a better player. Yeah, than Rodri. Oh, I yeah, just yeah, think he's... that in two years, Rodri will be that replacement. For him. He is. That's the plan. That's he's the a plan. very, very strange player. You know, did you used to play Pro Evo when you were a kid, yeah. where the turning circle was a square? <laughs> yeah, That's what. Yeah, but yeah. he's so <laughs> technically, he is. Just a dream for our team. He'd look yeah. terrible. I, don't, I just don't get it right. So you see the big teams in Europe strengthening. Juventus strengthened by bringing in all we sorts did. of new players. Barcelona strengthened. So you're saying, why City haven't won the Champions League the last two no, seasons? No, no, no. Because they did have a bastard. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's yeah. you're not good enough. We, we haven't, you. We haven't won it because it. we've, we've been bad it. in Europe. Where, we've whereas bad we've, in Europe. I've said before the show, Liverpool won't get close to winning the league. You know what, they, like, might, they might well win the like, Champions League. You're like Guinness. You just don't travel well, mate. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But <laughs> I, I, going back to the point, he was a really, really, really good signing. And he's, like Joe said before, Liverpool didn't strengthen. City went and strengthened in the area they needed to. In the Fernandinho yeah. role, he's 34 now. He's not going to be able to play well, every to be, game. To be fair, and I've said this for ages now, I think the reason Manchester City don't do well in the Champions League is because they don't have the prestige. And although Manchester United no. are nowhere, nowhere near as nope. good as Manchester City... Nobody's scared of playing it's, us. It's a harder place to go to Old yeah, Trafford in yeah. Europe because people have these memories of 99. Correct. They have these memories of going to Old Trafford and getting turned over. Correct. Whereas at City, they have to build that. I, I, in terms of the, the, the signing in defensive midfield yeah. replacement of Fernandinho, Pep Guardiola's been very, very patient in trying to find He's the right person. He's he wanted Jorginho. Jorginho went to Chelsea. He wanted Frankie De Jong. De Jong yeah. went to Barcelona there's two or three other he, players he finally he, got he was really keen on and eventually he yeah. settled on something he finally got the man who wanted to play for us we know that the Jorginho thing was all about he he wanted the money and whatever whatever and as much money as we have we're very weird in the transfer window with if if a player wants like De Ligt, like De Jong if the player wants something we'll just say nah we can't and I thought it was a massive mistake last year not not going all in for Dion because I, I think he's going to be like the best. But Rodri is a really, really, really intelligent signing. The thing about Europe is people aren't scared of coming to play us. They know that we are one of the best teams in the world because we are the way that we play. They're not scared of playing us. Like your Real Madrid, your Barca's and even Liverpool in, in Europe. People don't want to play Liverpool in Europe because of who they are. The whole, myth around, about, sure. the whole myth around Anfield think, and all that. We we haven't got that. Think about this. The, the arrogance of not buying over summer for Liverpool. It's mad. If you think about that as a strategy, as a business, yeah. that would indicate that they're thinking, well, we're okay. We probably won't achieve what we achieved last year. Hold on to the dollar 
Next year we'll spend. Do you not big. think it's and that's the only thing? That's the only reason I can think that's why they've done. Do you done think that. Liverpool will finish second this year, Steve? Looking at what I've seen, second. no. I think Spurs will finish second. Oh, well, I don't. And that's, that's, that's I don't that would be my so. unpopular opinion. No, Joe. <laughs> No, Joe, don't do it. Don't <laughs> I know what it. Joe's going to say. <laughs> Can we have a drum roll on the podcast? Daniel James, a... 20 goals this season. No, before, before <laughs> we get there, before we get there, uh, we absolutely steamrolled West Ham in the second half. They're going to be fine. If that's City on an off day, Good luck. Yes. How shocking was Aguero's penalty though? For it was while. really bad. Wow. Oh, yeah, that was shocking. He was bad, but he had to go, he had to take it again because of VAR. Oh, and also probably God. the best goal Manchester City scored against West Ham <laughs> was also chalked off because of VAR. So because that segues us nicely into talking about the video assistant referee, something that's new Woo-hoo. for the Premier League this season. We didn't see it in the Manchester United versus Chelsea game, which we thought we might do. We saw it loads in the Manchester City versus West Ham game, which we're talking about mm. now. What are our initial thoughts on VAR and how it's been implemented this weekend, the first weekend, the opening weekend of the new Premier League season? I've been a massive non-advocate of yeah. VAR. Has I, that changed? I do not like it. It's, it's not changed, changed one Correct. bit. I do not like VAR. Correct. I've said this on this podcast, Premier League Daily, numerous times. I've said it for about two years now. I do I, not like I think... VAR. I'd rather get rid of it entirely. And although human error is a part of the game... And it's frustrating. That's also what, we, what gives a talking point. In exactly. We've all got a lot to say. We're about. all out of a job. Like, We've all got a lot to say on VAR, I think. Like it or Good not, mistake. every decision was right during that Man City game. But every single fine. one. The the, the uh, goalie came off yeah, the line. That's fine. Is it, But being right, is that right? Do we want them to always be right? Or would we rather one millimetre is a pub talking point? and not some guy sat in a van going, his armpit hair was offside and therefore it's no goal. As Niall put it really, really nicely earlier, he said, some of the greatest moments in football history, if they had VAR, yeah, my fav- My favourite of which is, there's people on the pitch, they think it's all over. Correct. Hang on, stop the game, yeah. there's people on the pitch. And we saw it in, we saw stop it. the game. Match abandoned. No. <laughs> VAR, VAR has well, decided, well, everyone at, must die. Look at City. <laughs> all City. teams will be incinerated. Exterminated. <laughs> Big UFOs we, flying in. We saw it in Hunk, City. Giving it a Hunger Games style. Do you know what? VAR is great. Yeah. If you only ever want to watch the game on the telly and you clash yourself as a neutral, then VAR is sure. fun. Yeah, because, it is fun. Because, as a neutral, it's fun. I because think. if you're in the stadium, on my birthday this year, right, yeah. I've been out in the afternoon yeah. on a lovely day. It was <laughs> That means yeah. six pints before he's got to the Maybe. ground. <laughs> one. Don't tell my mum. So before the game, I had a lovely time. It was a really nice birthday. Went to City Spurs, second leg, mm. Champions League. Quarterfinal. What the game. one thing that VAR has killed is joy for anyone. <laughs> it's killed joy because Sterling scored Sorry, that. Children. Sterling scored that to, to score his hat trick to send us through to the semi. I lost my mind. I was in a pile of people, bodies, limbs, yeah, as they say, limbs, yeah. Yeah. as they say on Twitter, in a pile of humans on the floor. The greatest moment for years, only for that to be taken away. Do you know what I, I got no end of stick on Twitter for saying that Fernando Llorente's goal, which came off his was elbow, handball. was a handball. But, and, and, and everyone was saying, well, his arms was by his side, and the rules say that because he wasn't deliberately making an attempt to put the ball in the goal, it should count. I am sorry, handball 
it's is against the rules of the game. You yeah. cannot handball. Didn't uh, I right? think... he scored a goal yeah. in a Champions League semi-final with his arm. Well, last season, and the people that were giving me stick on Twitter, by the way, if you're listening, you were absolutely right. I was wrong. The goal should have stood because the in the rules read. last season, that counted as a goal. This season, it's been changed in the Premier League. If you score a goal and it comes off of any part of your arm, it does not count. That should have been the case 10, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That should have been the case. You cannot score a goal with your arm. It's handball. Well, the the one thing that Peter Walton, who, by the way, is a massive square... <laughs> He said yesterday. <laughs> he man, yeah. He he is he is. Oh, don't. Yeah, groovy. He said VAR VAR is going to rid the Premier League of controversy, and therefore it's killed any good d- debate or discussion or chat with your mates forever. People want controversy. Yeah. I I want to think oh, was Sterling offside there? Oh my God, he was offside. What what a travesty. It's not got rid of controversy. It's replaced it with controversy we don't want. Yes. It's replaced it with controversy that Sterling was an armpit's hair offside. I don't want that. I I wouldn't have been bothered if it was the other way around. Like, Sterling's... You can't gain an advantage from your armpit hair. No, the fourth goal... Was clarify, it wasn't the, just the hat. The lady's armpit hair was like his head, so it might have been. The fourth goal that... Sterling, where he chipped the keeper, yeah. that looked more offside it did, than didn't the, it? Yeah, yeah. So we've now gone. Oh, it's all going to be consistent. It's nonsense. Never, it's never going to be consistent. It's never been as long as there's humans involved. Black it's never going to be consistent. No. And this is this is the thing because you look at VAR and you think, okay, we're going to have to get used to it because we are this Don't season. There's going to be VAR in the Premier League. But if you look at goal line technology, which is something I was screaming out for, along with every other England supporter in 2010 in the World Cup when Frank Lampard hit the crossbar and the ball clearly bounced over Manuel Neuer's line. It was a goal for England. Could that have changed the World Cup against Germany? Possibly. Yeah. Goal line technology is black and white. It's black and white. If the ball's over the line, the referee's watch goes beep, beep, beep. It's a goal. With offside... It's not oh, black and white because it might be, be able it's to play objective. the ball with that part yeah. of your body. Difficult, you might right? not be able to play the ball with that part of your body. And the camera angle is never consistent. Correct. And horse racing, when it's a nose to nose, who's past the line first? Where's the camera? Yeah. Right next to the line. You can see whose nose is over the line first. You can see which horse has won the race. That offside line with offside, is a joke. The camera is almost like at a 45 degree angle yeah. to the to the players. So how can you actually tell perspective-wise on a 2D screen <laughs> put it, who's offside put and who's not? Put it this not? way. It's going to suck the life out of being a match-going fan because it, it did in the Champions League last year. You, you celebrate now and you think, ooh, I've celebrated. That is awful. That's, that, that's the worst that, bit for That me. three minutes of... Uh, and now, now okay. we've got fans celebrating yeah. a VAR decision. It's it's nonsense. As Niall said, goal line technology, black and white. It's sub, it's it's objective. It, it's either over the line or it's not. Offside, we're still debating if an offside given by a video assistant referee was actually offside. And that's... That's not the idea. It, we're still it's, sort of stuff to talk about, Let me speak, right, okay. So, no, <laughs> Let is, me speak, Let me everyone. speak. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. Now, I've got a thought in my head here. I've oh been no, to... God, I've, I've no, I've been... Well, <laughs> look, this might be a good one. Beep, you never beep, know. Beep. Been to see baseball, um, Red Sox, Fenway Park. Yeah. At any point where there's something not going on, I don't know what it is about American fans, but my God, they need entertaining. They yeah. need like cheerleaders. Give them VAR. They've got kids playing guitars. They've got the Britain's got, the America's got talent singer coming on. That's what we're going to have. We're going to have a VAR You're not wrong. talent trek. 
Someone they're going to count there. They're going to they? be they're going to be doing jumping around. There'll be the, some yeah. So B- this is the AR cheerleading. So the big grey area is offside. Also, okay. so we don't know about offside. <laughs> what about what about what about handball? What what are we saying about handball? Because you speak about Peter Walton. I think people saw that what he did on BT Sport. Um, Peter Crouch was saying, "What if you put your hands up to your face to protect yourself?" Then it's he threw handball. he threw the ball to Peter Crouch, and Peter Crouch caught it, and he went, "That's not handball." And well, was like, I'll, I've just caught I'll it, ask. Mate. So it definitely is a handball. Here's a way of what finding saying, out. How, how I mean, the handball should be more black and white. It should be a rule where if it hits your hand, no matter how harsh it is, if it hits your arm, no matter how harsh it is, it's a handball. Hands are by your side, ref. What can I do? Sorry, mate. It's hit your arm. It's a I, pen. I heard if, if it's a consistent rule, then you're going to yeah, get more people. Can, can we get Peter Walton on the, this with show? the ideas so oh, I can rib him? But he he keeps saying it's the natural silhouette. So this is now the new rule. If your hands are not in a natural silhouette, it's handball. He said, yeah. and he even showed, you put your arms down by your side. If you jump with your arms down by your side, you ain't getting anywhere. But everyone jumps up with their arms up because yeah. they need to get that. Peter Crouch well, was saying this. You need, if, to, you need to get your leverage. Like, it gives you a bit of... Yeah. Joe, if I, asked you, if I asked you, <laughs> could you tell me the handball rule in the Premier League? And well, the I'm hand- not a referee. No, no, exactly. No, 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 but you're a football fan. Give The handball rule in the Premier League and the handball rule in Europe. In my mind... No, I don't know it. Exactly. If, if you move your hand towards the ball and it's belted at you, then that's an ample. Well, it would be in the Premier League, but in the Champions League, oh. if it hits your arm ever, yeah. it's a penalty. Which is what it should be in the entirety of football. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if, if it hits your arm, harsh or not, you think, oh, ref, that's a bit... Sorry, Rubbish. mate, it's hit your arm, it's Gone. a pen. And then as soon as you've Gone. got that consistency, it's black and white then, it's if it hits your arm, no matter how unlucky it is, yeah. like Mane against Sissoko in the Champions League final, Sissoko had his arm out pointing towards a defender to say, go and pick up that other Liverpool player. <laughs> and Mane's gone, oh, I'm going to belt it against your arm. And he's done that. Penalty. And within 10 minutes, he's given away a penalty. Well, He's given, he's smashed it against Sissoko's arm. The referee's he... gone, Oot, pen. He's pointing to the spot. It's a pen. <laughs> and right. Sissoko's going, and Sissoko's you've still going, not picked that man up. Yeah, Sissoko's going, oh, my arm was out. <laughs> Mate, your arm was out. And it's hit his arm. And I know it was harsh. And if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be absolutely mortified. But at the end of the day, you've got to have some clarity with this. It can't be different in Europe to what it is in the Premier League. This is why there was no Premier League referees at the World Cup in Russia. Correct. Because nobody knew how to use VAR because we haven't the Premier League. Do you know why I feel now sorry Now we have for? it and it's a totally different type I, of VAR yeah. to what we see in the Champions League. I, I feel really, really sorry for Lions, Lions men and women because we've got Sean Massey leading the whole group. They're out of a job. What's the point in having a line official? Because yeah, speed because, up a bit, I guess. Because they're, they're not now not allowed to put the flag up until after the player's gone. Well, this is the thing. I've been lucky enough to speak What's to... What's up with that? I've been lucky enough to speak to a guy called John Flynn, who's been uh, an elite uh, you are Premier lucky. League Ooh. Premier League linesman <laughs> for years. And he said to me... Well, I asked him, I said, how do you know when someone's offside? It's such a quick game. He said... You know, he said 80% of the time it's instinct. Yeah, yeah, You just yeah. get this feeling that someone's <coughs> offside. Peripheral, just get, it's peripheral vision, basically. You just get this gut it? feeling that Got. someone, that doesn't look right. They're offside. Yeah. Okay, that's a significant thing to say. You know, you're yeah. talking about football where there's millions of pounds on the line. How many crimes have been solved in movies by going off a gut instinct? You know what I mean? You can't <laughs> All deny. of them. <laughs> All gut instincts are good. All of them. Touch of frost was... Ch- <laughs> yeah, Touch of yeah. gut. Here's the thing, though. They're not going to bring it... They're not going to take it away. It's going to be this season and we're just going to have to get... Someone said it. to me, yeah. oh, stop moaning. It's like, I don't have well, to like it. 
I don't have to just accept that it's a... I don't like it. But what you've got there is you've had a VAR that's affected a goal when you're going to win 5-0. But what we haven't had in the Premier League really is a a game changer when it becomes, you know, a a team that gets relegated because of it. She will really be the fan when the referee actually goes to VAR and then still gets it wrong. Yeah, but there's yeah, one of those yeah. TVs at the yeah. side of the of the pitch, which is quite interesting because it's not totally... Old Trafford and Anfield because they're falling down. Yeah, because <laughs> there's no big screens. Well, at least we didn't get there's... someone else to build ours for us. <laughs> <laughs> we, we still don't have to pay for it. Well, there's a total different type of VAR <laughs> to what we see in Europe, as I was saying. But I mean, this is this is the thing. It's gonna take 20 years, I think, before people get used to VAR. Because we've grown up in the era of the Premier League, where referees make bad decisions. Yeah, it's gonna be the kids of today. The children of today that are probably like eight or nine growing up now, that in 20 years are going to be used to VAR. And that's going to be sort of built into their DNA of well, watching it's, it's football. Gonna, gonna they're be... going to be the ones that are going to be like, OK, VAR. And and maybe they will get excited when a goal is scored because that will be part of their DNA. You know where we're going? We've, been, we've been brought up on the fact that when you're in the stands and the goal goes in, you're going absolutely bananas. And that and, then and you're looking ta- at the lines. And if it's taken away from you, that's because it's not what you're used to. Yeah. Kids now will be more used to it in 20 years. That's my that's they're my gonna, point. They're going to have to code it genuinely into FIFA, the game. Oh, God, yeah. Ima- yeah, because it's oh, not yeah. a realistic what? experience otherwise, is it? Oh they're going to have to code it there? in. They have to have a kid sat around for three minutes waiting for the... And there's the, millions involved the ref, in that as The well. ref like that going like straight I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the <laughs> FIFA programmers are tearing their head. <laughs> VAR should have just been left in rugby. Yeah. Just leave it there. It works in where everyone some loves sports, each other. Technology works. Cricket, some sports, it tennis, anything like that, where it's black and white. Give us goal line technology. Do you know what it and is? Do you know what as well? With it's VAR, like an Apple operating system. It's not quite ready when they say it is. Exactly. Give it, give it eight, <laughs> eight, eight versions later, I, we might have a Siri, that, a Siri that doesn't ask you questions while you're talking Can to your wife. Can we get off VAR? One, one yeah. final question on VAR before we move on. In cricket, the yeah. captains of a cricket match have two reviews a game Correct. in a test match and they say, referee or umpire, we want to review this decision because we think you've made the wrong decision. Would that work in football? No. VAR is reviewed by, reviewed by the captain slash manager. Yeah. They have one review per 45 minutes and Frank Lampard on the sideline for Chelsea goes, I think Marcus Rashford's fouled my player in the box. I think it's a penalty. The referee's not giving it. I want to review this. Well, if it's work. wrong, he loses yeah. the foul. If it's right, he gets won't the foul back. Because like in cricket, you've got Johnny Bairstow who would appeal <laughs> who would appeal the, the ball hitting his wickets. Yeah. Like there's going to be some people who... There's a goal scored one on one, and is that not just something they have to deal with? No, because I think it totally takes away from this stupid idea that they've got anyway. That oh well, we're just going to check if the referee that is already so disrespected by everyone mm-hmm. is right or not. The last thing they want is a manager going the referee's wrong because you get banned for it. You you get banned at the minute for going the referee was wrong today. They're already they've already got zero respect from fans from players, from managers, from anyone, the last thing they need is is a player being able to go, you're wrong. Yeah, that That's not going to help anything. Okay, what are your views on VAR at that's home? Right. Get involved at the Sports Social on Twitter. Let us know. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Get involved in the show. We'd love to hear from you. Anything you want us to talk about through the week on our show, seven day a week this podcast is Premier League Daily, so make sure you get in touch with us. Let us know what your opinions are. We're also going to talk in a minute about unpopular opinions. But before we do that, I want to quickly touch on Everton nil, Crystal Palace nil. Next. 
the Wilfred Zaha derby. Adam saying next <laughs> sarcastically because it was a very boring game. <laughs> oh, but I mean, if you're Wilfred Zaha, the fans at Crystal Palace, Steve, are chanting your name. You come off for they the final 25 him. minutes. You've handed in a transfer request. <laughs> yeah, you we've want... seen that before with Wayne Rooney at United. We've yeah, been but, there before. But you've handed in a transfer yeah. request. Do you know what? No, no. But, but, I mean, they, they love him. He's yeah. handed in a transfer. He wants to leave Crystal Palace. They're still chanting He's his not... name. Comes on for 25 minutes, final 25 minutes of the game. I mean, I'm probably thinking from an Everton point of view, we've made all these signings. We should be beating Crystal Palace. He's never come out and said anything against the club or the fans. He handed in the transfer request officially, said nothing. I think that's why yeah. the fans are absolutely fine with it. He, They know why he wanted to leave. A club came in. They didn't accept the offer, so he's put his request in. And I think I really, really like Zaha as a person, as a player, say what you want. Is he going to knuckle down yes. this season? Yeah, he will. 100%. I think he is. Mm. I think he's kind of salt-of-the-earth bloke who will just get on with it. He knows he's just signed a new five-year deal. He'll get on with it. He likes the fans. He likes the club. And he knows it's in his interest to play well. Think, if he plays well, he gets I his think, move. So I think six the agents harvest a lot of this yeah, because of they're so that's keen. That, to that's why Sterling. That's why Sterling got money, in trouble. Uh, yeah. So, so when we had this back in 2010, and it kind of happened again just before Fergie was leaving, uh, when Wayne Rooney wanted to get a little move away from uh, Manchester well, United, it was almost the other side of town. Wasn't it? Talk about yeah. it. That was yeah. always yeah. absolute <laughs> rubbish. Drive it up. Absolute rubbish. Drive uh, it up. And then there was just you don't know why players want to do it. Maybe the only way they can get the media's attention or other clubs' attention, in fact is to say that yeah. they've handed in a transfer request. Because I don't know if there's like a big forum that all the clubs are involved in and they go, oh, Zaha, and they well, get a notification you know, on the you, phone. You say about transfer list, there, there is, there is, is a there? system. There is. There so, is a system which do, shows do which players that, are available. Um, so, really? Yeah, it's, it's, genuinely, it's a genuinely true yeah, thing. See, this a, is a, new me- a new media operation that have just come around. They've taken all your favourite journalists. You know the one. I won't. Say them. You know who they are. Very I've good. got no favourite during the Very good. <laughs> well, I've got a lot of hate. So, so one of them just written an amazing article about um, like the Premier League transfers, and eighty percent are done over WhatsApp. Okay, there you go. So they're all agreed over and WhatsApp. How's he got that stat? Encrypted. How's he got that stat? Yeah, that's true. In that's WhatsApp, oh, yeah. yeah. accurate journalism. That's been plucked out of the guesswork. So apparently, a lot of transfers are done in like group chats on WhatsApp. Well, back to the I get game. That. I get that. That's back great. to the game though. Anyway. Everton have made we have some to? big signings. I know Andre Gomez got injured. Twenty-two million for me is the bargain of the summer. Got injured. He's hurt his ankle and he could be out for a couple of weeks, which is bad news for Everton. They wanted Wilfred Zaha. Wilfred Zaha started on the bench for Crystal Palace. The game finished nil-nil. Now, for Everton, with the signing of Moise Keane from Juventus, who looks like a really exciting young signing, they've made some good additions. Fabian Delph as well from Manchester City injured. for £8 million, which looks like a good signing, or as you say, injured. Um, Everton should be expecting to beat Crystal Palace. I, with I the think... signings they've made, is that disappointing start to the season for them, just the, quickly? The whole game was rust. Both teams look slow. Just trying to brush off pre-season, I think. Schneiderling got sent off. Stupidly, two yellow cards. The mm. game was bad. Waste of time, waste of money. It okay. was really bad. The game was bad. Classic opening day where things just don't click for either side. It was just one of them where mm. get it out of the way. Yeah. Neither team wanted to lose. We saw it with Leicester Wolves as well. Mm-hmm. Neither team want to lose first game. Zaha thing was probably playing in everyone's mind. Well, Kean, uh, is it Kean? Yeah, Kean? I'm saying Kean. Kean. I'm going for Kean. I think it's like Kane or something. Kean. I think he said it on Kean. Twitter. But he looks great but they've signed potential. 
Well, to, be, haven't signed to, to be honest, a lot of people pick Leicester and Everton as their winners of the transfer window, Steve. And both teams have come away from the first weekend with a nil-nil draw. Yeah, yeah. So where are they going to go from here? I mean, where are they next week? It's just they need to sort of start playing the game, don't they, really? Like pushing it around and playing like more exciting football than just nil-nil because that's where we're at at the moment with them. So, yeah, yeah. What, what can you say? Just bend Everton, that game. Yeah, get, get it, put it aside. Yeah. Yeah. Let's look forward to what's the next fixture? The exciting Everton fixture. We're all we're all super looking forward. to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who's Everton all, uh... Watford. Woo! There we go. Oh, who's Palace got? You know, I can't I'll... wait to see him finish eighth or seventh or ninth again. I'll so. cancel all of my plans to watch. <laughs> no, it's one of those games. And then if we're talking about other draws, we, we'll totally skim over Leicester Wolves. There was a Wolves goal that was disallowed. Yeah, then Donker called out for VAR. So another instance. Bolly handball. Um, uh, Sheffield United versus Bournemouth now was, was one apiece. Yeah, now we're talking. Sheffield United, I am very sorry, Blades fans. I had just to go down with like the minimum amount of points. What, lower than Derby? Like that kind of level of bad. Only because <laughs> their their main signing was Phil Jaggy. But they play a good system, they though, do. Adam. They play a good they three at the back. And the, had... the fullbacks, Ender Stevens, and I can't remember the lad on the other side, but they bomb on. I ignorantly, they're, they're a good, pl- a good it, it was ignorant of me to think that the players they had couldn't do it. Will they be? I don't think they'll stay up. I know, they, I know they play for good that, football, money, I and I really like Chris Wilder, but I just think Billy Sharp's goal was a little bit scrappy. But it was a great result for the opening opening day. You got Bournemouth, who are a really good side, and you get a point. That's that's the kind of point that might keep them up. I don't think they'll stay up, but those are the points. The the teams that are mid table. If if you can get points out of them, you. I, I think like, I think Sheffield United will surprise a few teams. This I season. think I don't think they'll stay up. But they'll they also get that kind of win at the Emirates mm. or at City or mm. at United or at Liverpool, they'll get one of those. They'll beat the team and everyone will go, whoa, and then they'll go down. Okay, so 1-1 one, one draw with Bournemouth. We're uh, probably going to close the show out now. Well, we are going to close the show out now with some unpopular opinions. Now, Adam's had about six or seven. We've not even got to this skip, section yet. Skip so me hop. Let's, <laughs> we'll count Adam out. So No, no, bring I've me back later. One. I've oh, got one. I'll he's going to think of another one. Steve, Steve Shanyaski, Manchester oh. United supporter. Unpopular opinion. What are you thinking, mate? Man City, Champions League, <laughs> bottle jobs. The pressure's going to mount. That's not unpopular. Wait, 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 wait. I've right, got to right. the point. The pressure's going to mount through the season. You're going to get close and close and close. Pep's going to get weirder and weirder. <laughs> that little grey jumper's never going to come off his back. <laughs> he's he's going to start pants, nagging Sterling. He's going to start kicking off. They're going to start kicking back. Telling you the next season, he's going to be looking for a way out. Pep's going to be leaving <laughs> next season. Telling you. Are, wow. you. are you saying Pep's going to get sacked? Pep's either no. going to get... He's not going to get sacked. He's not going to... No, Steve's unpopular opinion here, Joe. My, my, <laughs> my opinion is it's going to build. He's going to become such a pain that they're going to turn against him at some point and next season they're going to be looking to try to get rid of him. You mean him the players will turn against him? The players, the dressing room, the fans, wow. sick of his behaviour. Do you think the fans will turn against Mad. him? Yeah, get it. <laughs> we, we could lose against against Spurs next week 24-0 and the fans and would go. And that's when it's going to start. No, the fans would go. <laughs> Believe me. All right, sound. Fans mate. are fickle, mate. They nah. just change like yeah. the wind. You'd be sat when you lose by 20 goals on goal difference at the end yeah, of the season. <laughs> All right, Joe. Pep. 
some point he's going to go in the next two years. I'm telling you, he'll get bored himself. I'll, and he'll start I'll give you the other out, opinion. Taking it out on he'll, the players. He'll be at City until 2023. Yeah, and he won't win a Champions League. He won't. No, he won't. Here we won't. go. That's why we did this show. Won't. Unpopular opinion. Rodri the bastard. He won't win on a Sunday. character. He sounds like a. No, that'd be Rodney. If I if I could get that almanac thing off Back to the Future, there's two things you can guarantee on every page every go. year. <laughs> City will never be Champions League winners. Everton will always be eighth in the league. <laughs> the rest of humanity <laughs> till the end, when there's dust and they've got the uh, Empire State Building just sticking out of a top of a bit of sand, there'll be a little piece of paper there and it'll say Everton eighth. And that's in, that's in, no wait, that's in 1392. 30. Eight, that's, 18, that, that's, that's in the past, isn't it? No, no, 30. 30. I, meant, I said 30. I thought you said 13. 30. 30. I was like, Everton didn't exist back then. Don't rewind it, podcast listeners. <laughs> I said 30. 1392. 80. No, it's, after it's, Tsunami. Yeah, yeah, it's, the, yeah, it's, it's that. It's after, after Trump. 80. After Trump. 80. Brilliant. Joe, you were just about teeing off on your unpopular no, opinion. No, I'm just then. thinking which one I'm going to say. Do it. Well, you've got more than do one. Do it. I know which one Get them out. Two of those. We've had City. We've had going to win the league again, but it's just because the rest of the Premier League is shocking. It's not because City good apart from the European champions in second what do you mean well they finished second and they won the yeah I'm talking about this year Listen, oh, Keezy, you'll have yeah, your chance go on, Joe get his say please and do United will finish you... second this season yeah 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 by I'm how many that. points Joe how many, and, and above who obviously 21. Liverpool Spurs how much of a gap will there be between United in second close it'll be close okay. it'll be close but United will finish second Feels this sick. season it'll and be City will do the same boring stuff again yeah. Where you just cause win, you, just because you've won a just bastard. win, yeah. we'll just win. Oh, I love that. Rodri the bastard sounds like some sort of <laughs> medieval sort of warrior. Yeah, yeah. Definitely got him up for that. Rodri That's the what bastard. he is. He's a bastard. He's got a nun shot with a big sort of sort of. I think he made. He's got a mace on the end. Yeah, that's it. Spiky, spiky ball. I think he made eighty-five spiky ball on his day. A big, a bumped up conker. Yeah. Eight, 88 <laughs> fouls on debut. <laughs> giant metal conker. It's called a mace, Steve. No, it's not. It's a conker with spikes in it. Rodri does that many fouls that he, he's eventually going to get booked. <laughs> Why didn't you just keep Gareth Barry then? Because he's 47. But he's as good <laughs> and as Rodri, isn't he? No, no. That's unpopular. As mo- as mo- my unpopular opinion, just keep Gareth Barry. Why the hell do you sell him? <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Oh, I feel bad giving mine now. Go on. Like, go on. And I'm, I will apologise to Marley of Sports Social. A Newcastle you, United fan, Marley, who, yeah. who comes on the podcast on Premier League Daily during yeah. the week. Yes. Okay, I really, really apologise and I want to... And Phil Hudson, who's also a Newcastle United fan, because this is clearly going to be slagging off Newcastle. <laughs> I, I will preface this with, I am go sorry, on. but it's meant to be an unpopular opinion. Newcastle fans moaning about Mike Ashley is just baffling my head. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say they can do one. Okay, so so Mike Ashley is not the bad owner that everyone's uh, setting him out to be. Why? Because what has he... Obviously, he's making unpopular decisions with the fans. Losing Rafa Benitez was huge. Yeah, but apparently, if you believe them... Because he wanted money, that's why he went to charity. They wouldn't pay his contracts thing. Fine. They've just spent £40 million on a striker. They broke the transfer record. Is that, not, is that not knee-jerk to they, keep the fans sweet because they're making of the fact money. they lost Rafa. They're making money. They always they're make staying money. up. The They've club, made money for 10 years. The club's in a great financial position. They are staying up. They're in the Premier League. They're fine. 
They are Define. mobile. Yeah, yeah. De- what, De- what? Debenham, Debenham stills exists, but you can. You, you got, he's you just got, bought Jack got a, Wills. You've got a he? microwave yeah. next to old women's clothing. You but, don't know what's going on in there. One mate. thing. You don't know what's going so, on in there. So, so probably. Look, keep your receipt. You won't even need it. No one knows what's going on. Probably the unpopular opinion is, is what do Newcastle fans expect? What do you mean, what do they expect? What do they expect? To keep... What? To, keep... <laughs> to be competitive is what they want. What? Since, since when have they Why been competitive? Why would you not keep well, that apparently You'd be the... shocking if the first thing new city owners, if they had, was just get rid of Pep. Yeah, and get Steve Bruce in. Everyone says that Steve Bruce can win the league with this team that's anyway. So what, what you mean? That's what it's like for Newcastle fans. Benitez okay. has been this absolute There's blessing. There's so much the... shit going on. Would you agree, Joe? Would you agree that getting Steve Bruce into Newcastle to replace... Rafa Benitez is like Manchester City. No, it's like United letting, replacing letting Ferguson Guardi- with Moyes. Letting Pep Guardiola leave and getting Sean Dyche in. It yeah, is, but apparently he could win the league with City shy. anyway. It is unbelievable these merry-go-round of managers that still somehow in the the. the I world just of don't. Football. Let's go to yeah, the point yeah. that Adam. Mark I think after him. I think Adam's trying to make this point here. What do Newcastle Boy, boy- fans cat- boycotting? And not a game it. at St James's Park, and there was five thousand less supporters than there normally is. So it's forty-seven instead of fifty-two today at St James's yeah. Park. Four fans against turn Arsenal. Up. Four. Ma- Mike Ashley does not give a toss. If four fans about turn, up, you turn up, Mike Ashley would go. He doesn't well, care. We got the TV money. He, we got the sponsorship yeah. he money. He does not make quite care. a lot of money through the door, you know. Yeah, but it, he does not in care. In the grand scheme of things, he, they're going to get one hundred and twenty million anyway. So here's yeah. here's the dilemma: you don't turn up as a fan and show your disgrace towards Mike Ashley, who has been there for twelve years. He's not left. He might even be more than twelve years. I'm speaking off the top of my head here. He's not left yet. He's not going to leave. He does not care, and that is what no. fans need to understand. He doesn't give a monkey's no. whether you're there or there not. There are worse owners around. However. That Newcastle United side with a manager in Steve Bruce are in danger of relegation this year. And I think whether you're a Newcastle fan who's who's optimistic about the signings they've made, yes, they've made some decent signings, but they are at risk of relegation. Now, as a fan, you've got to support the team and back the team. If there's 5,000 less supporters in St. James's Park, is that going to have a negligible effect on the team? Is that going to make the team play to less of their ability? Possibly. So is that what you're getting at I think if you asked... 52,000 in St. James's, what their gripe with Mike Ashley is, I don't reckon half of them would give the same answer. I think <laughs> it's got the, to the point. The but there's some fans Some fans would say, I've been there before Mike Ashley, I've been there yeah. during Mike Ashley, and I'll be there after Mike Ashley's yeah. gone. Why some, should I stop supporting the team I love? Some would say, oh, yeah, yeah, I, just, I don't like him because he's not spending money and he's, he's not investing. But that's he not what being a football eaters. fan's about, is it not? Just go and watch I don't it. care about right. spending money on my team, the team I support. I'm well, not bothered. That, I, I, that I, went really badly for you. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but, I mean, this is the thing. You just, you just, I just enjoy I just going think to there's, the team there's a lot watching worse. the games. It's what there's a lot worse going on. There, there isn't a lot worse going on. You could bring the Glazers into this. Yeah, the people that boycott the Glazers at Manchester United, do you think they care? No. Manchester United are always going to make money. Uh, Is it not more the people that have waited 20 years for a season ticket and now they get one? Finally, are they? They're not going to go. Oh, sorry, the Glazers are in charge. I've waited 20 years for this, but I'm going to sack it off. Forget this. The only difference between the Glazers and Newcastle, if I'm right about this, I'm completely wrong. Is we are uh, making a lot of. We're on the uh, now. We're on the New York Stock Exchange, and you're well backed as well. Every manager United have had, whether they've been good or bad, Jose, David Moyes, Jose left because he didn't get back. But But we're on the. The the only thing is that the shares can drop due to fans' annoyance, and that will mean that what the Glazers own becomes less and less, and the club will become less and less and less. And Newcastle, they are owned by one 
man, and he he's in charge of. And he, he makes a, he makes more money probably in a week than Newcastle do. You don't see. He's not bothered. As fans, you don't think about this, but it's it, because a business nowadays has to have continual growth yes. all the time and, and profit. It has to be continually well, making thing. profit. So if you don't sell some, if you don't buy some players, but sell a load. And yet still looks like we're going to, you know, we're using up old stock and yet still look like now straight away, we might finish second. They know stuff that we don't know. Yes. They make the decisions. We have a big Barney about it. But yet all of a sudden we're still making profit. This is why Ed Woodward will never leave Manchester United unless he's forced out because he makes the Glazers too much money. Newcastle United do not make enough commercial but money they, for a club the size of newcastle they should be making more commercial the thing, money I, they've made the same money out of sponsorship as they have done in the last six yeah. seven years they've stagnated they've not grown um, with the premier league and, and and phil hudson who who's a feature on premier league daily throughout the week subscribe to the show so you, you can hear what he has to say if you are a newcastle fan he's repeatedly said football has exploded in yeah. the last 10 years mm. with money and tv revenue newcastle are still making the same amount of money from sponsorship yeah manchester united are managing to earn £60 million a season or whatever it might be. That's just a round figure I've plucked out of the air from having ex-car company sponsor the front of their shirt. They've got a Russian aeroplane company sponsoring the floor of the car park outside of Old Trafford. (laughs) They've got a tractor sponsor. There's a skincare sponsor. Manchester United are an extremely marketable club. Newcastle have 52,000 fans at home. They should be making more money. With respect to Newcastle fans... They have one of the the great fan bases in the country. No one's going to argue about that. I agree. It doesn't mean that they're the biggest club in the country. They're very passionate. United are the most marketable club probably in the world of football. They could sell anything to anyone. Newcastle are not on that level. They've got the fans. <laughs> they can they've sell the fans to the city. Yeah, <laughs> they've got the fans, and that's that's brilliant. It doesn't mean that they're the biggest club in the world just because they they've got all of the Newcastle fans. That that is a total different thing. United could finish eight seventeenth, and they'd still make more money than seventeen clubs in the in the league because that's just the way it is. It's prestige, it's history. Newcastle fans, I think, just expect far too much. Like, when's the last time they finished in the top half of the league? But that's it. They can remember that though. But that's the thing. They can it's kind of the share. Really, it, they can kind of the like Bobby days. Robson finishing but, yeah. the Champions League spots. But that's yeah. kind of like Forest fans thinking, "Oh yeah, yeah, I remember when we won the." The European Cup twice on the bounce. Yeah. Every it's, club it's has a long their moment. Time ago, yeah, you can't think now. Oh my God! I expect us to win the league because we're Newcastle. But like in the nineties, they were challenging. Things just change. There's a cycle in football. There has to a shift, a, sh- a shift of power. They should, a, a you you cannot deny the they, they yeah. should be doing better. They should as be a club doing better. Size, yeah. They but, should be doing but better. But doing what? Better they, than they are. They might be. They shouldn't be. They eight. shouldn't be relegated to the Championship no, ever. They shouldn't. In my opinion. The same way Villa should never have been. No, that's that's bad, and that's. That's fine, but they, they're not going to be top four, top six, no matter how much they spend at this point. There is a cycle. We had, we've had we had Liverpool, we had City back in the 60s. We had United. Genghis Khan, Rome. Yeah, exactly. Go, go back, Liverpool, Vikings. United, <laughs> Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea well, for a few years. Save a tooth Tigers. It will come back around. It will come back around. Everton will have their day. Newcastle will eventually have their day. It's a cycle. It will just happen. Portsmouth had like a yes, yeah. We had we had an FA Cup win. Yeah, so so people. The thing is, I wouldn't change. We got relegated to League Two. Two administrations nearly liquidated twice. I wouldn't change that for the world. It was one of the best days of my life. And now you're 
is it like a fan group owned? Well, we were, and now we sold to it. We're, we could go into the history. You've of all time. made money. We're yeah, not in we the Premier know. League. Yeah. This, is Premier League Daily. this is Premier League Daily. Let's yeah. talk about the proper football. Yeah. Lance, anyway. it's been an absolute pleasure Lovely on tonight's to show. Great yeah. to talk to you. Adam Keyworth, Joe <laughs> McGrath, Steve Shanky. Brilliant show. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another show on Premier League Daily. Seven days a week. The only place, to, the quickest place to get your news, opinion and analysis on all the news in the Premier League. The greatest league in the world, as we've discussed tonight. Make sure you hit subscribe. Leave us a nice little review as well. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Sports Social. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to get involved on social media. And also join our Fantasy League, although you are a week behind and there are some points to catch up. You have a chance to win a £100 voucher to spend at Classic Football Shirts. Any football shirt you want, they have got absolutely loads in stock. Make sure you get involved. AJR338 is the code in our official Premier League Fantasy Football game. Join our league and if you win, you get that £100 Classic fo- Classic Football Shirts voucher. I've been Nar McCorn. Thank you very much for listening in. Make sure you hit subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.